We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. This is episode number two coming at you on Thursday, April 27th. It is day one of the 2023 NFL Draft, and Christian Gonzalez just got selected at number 17 to the New England Patriots, continuing Oregon's streak of first-round draft picks in the NFL. Big moment for Gonzo, the former Oregon corner, and uh, honestly a pretty big shocker that he fell all the way to 17. He had a lot of hype going into tonight's draft as a top 10 draft pick. So definitely a bit of a surprise there, but uh, he went off uh, off the board in the first round, which is, you know, kind of what you want if uh, if you're Oregon. And I've talked a lot before about how the NFL draft is such a tremendous recruiting tool for Oregon. And uh, they add another first round to their uh, their streak of guys with Kayvon Thibodeau going to the New York Giants last year. Uh, Panay Sewell going to the Detroit Lions the year before that, and then Justin Herbert going to the Los Angeles Chargers in the 2020 NFL draft. But that's a little bit of draft talk. Thought I'd hop on here with a, a quick live stream episode coming to you live on YouTube and on Twitter to preview Oregon football as a big recruiting weekend. The annual spring game is set for uh 107 kickoff on Pac 12 Network. If you can't make it out to Odson Stadium, but if you can, Make it to Odson. Make sure you bring some canned food to donate to food for Lane County. Uh, but like I said, second episode of the day, uh, I had an episode earlier today with Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Ducks previewing the top storylines in Oregon football's spring game. So make sure to go li- listen to that one or give it a watch here on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, but with that, all, all of that being said, we're going to hop into – uh, the spring game and talk about some of the big visitors that are expected on campus, kind of some superlatives and uh, really big headlines that we're talking about that we're going to be tracking as some of the best talent in the entire country descends on Eugene for the spring game. Uh, Dan Lanning is hosting what I would say is the best group of recruits in program history. I've been covering Oregon for uh, you know about four years on the recruiting trail, so I know that I'm one of the younger guys in this market, but I like to say I cover it at a high level, and this is the best collection of talent that I have ever seen in one weekend coming to Eugene. So we're going to break down some of the top visitors 
that are expected on campus. And starting things off, we're going to be talking about a massive target for Oregon, and that is Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School linebacker Justin Williams. Justin Williams is a, a really big name on Oregon's radar here in the 2024 recruiting class. Uh, honestly, he's a guy that I thought could be on the verge of committing to Oregon, uh, dating back to the 2022 season. Uh, he's taken a number of trips out to Oregon, uh, most notably in the fall, I believe it was October, and then making it out most recently in January. So uh, this is a big return trip for uh, Justin Williams who is operating from a top six right now of Oregon, Auburn, USC, Texas, Texas A&M, and TCU. So plenty of representation there in the Lone Star State from some of those top schools. Uh, but uh, he's a big target because the Ducks need help at linebacker. You know, we've seen uh, some of the departures that uh, have hit the Ducks in the transfer portal lately. Keith Brown and Harrison Taggart being the most notable ones from just this week as the transfer portal window closes uh, at the end of April. So there's been no shortage of headlines there. But, uh, you know, suffice it to say, the Ducks need depth at linebacker. And uh, I know that Justin Williams is a guy that they would absolutely love to add to the fold here in 2024. Looking at his 247 Sports composite ratings and rankings, he's rated a five-star prospect. 0.9897, number 17 player nationally, number two linebacker in the country, and the number three player in the state of Texas. So, uh, like I said, you know, there was a lot of momentum for Oregon in the fall. Like I said, you know, when he came out for, for a visit, I, I thought that he was really on the verge of uh, committing. And, you know, some of the sources that I was talking to at Oregon really thought they were in the driver's seat there to, to seal the deal. But like I said, that is a loaded top six. And, uh, you know, Oregon isn't exactly the easiest school to get out to a visit for, uh, especially compared to some of those Texas schools that I mentioned that were in his tops. Uh, I also know that Alabama has hopped in the mix since he dropped that top six. Um, so, you know, there's a plenty of heavy competition here. Uh, Justin Williams has not set a commitment date as of right now. Uh, but I, the reason that I'm starting the show off with him is because I feel like since Oregon's been in a good spot there, you haven't heard a ton of buzz necessarily for Oregon and Justin Williams of late. Um, but I think that this is a guy that they have continued to work relentlessly on uh, behind the scenes. And uh, with Noah Sewell leaving, you're going to need him there as well. Justin Jacobs is kind of the, the headliner at that inside linebacker room right now uh, coming over from Iowa. And he said that this is hopefully his last year of college football. So Oregon can't get complacent at linebacker. They only signed one linebacker in the 2023 recruiting class and Jerry Mixon who's already enrolled and on campus going through spring practice. Uh, but the Ducks don't have a linebacker commit, a true linebacker commit just yet in the 2024 recruiting class. And boy, Justin Williams would be quite a start. And there's a little bit of momentum uh, for Oregon right now. You know, obviously in the 2024 class, even in the state of Texas, adding a commitment from Jackson Ford, uh, 2024 tight end out of Melissa, Texas. Uh, he's six foot six, 242 pounds. I, I was able to talk to him to break down his commitment uh, over on Ducks Digest. Give that a read if you haven't already. But the other notable momentum note here with Justin Williams is that Oregon received a prediction from Sam Spiegelman, who's a national recruiting analyst with On3, who kind of covers that Texas, Louisiana area at a really high level. Um, and uh, they're also the crystal ball leader on 247 Sports uh, with uh, one pick from Steve Wiltfong the director of recruiting with a, a six out of 10 on the, the confidence meter 
And, uh, you know, based on just kind of what I've heard about this recruitment and, you know, what I've been able to gather, I, I would think that Oregon is in a really, really good spot here. Like I said, they have that momentum and I don't think that they're fading at all here in this recruitment, certainly not in the state of Texas here in the 2024 class. So keep an eye on Justin Williams this weekend. I'm not saying that a commitment's coming, but you know, if we're going to speculate about guys that could commit to Oregon that I think the ducks are in a really good spot for, I think that Justin Williams has to be in that conversation and he's not coming alone to Oregon this coming weekend. He's actually going to be joined by one of his teammates, Joseph Jonah, Ajonye. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. He's a four-star lineman defensive lineman uh, out of Oak Ridge as well in the 2024 recruiting class. And uh, the reason he's a name to watch is because he's talked about playing with Justin at the next level. And I know that he's kind of separated himself as one of those priority defensive line targets for Oregon, the the edge targets and the defensive line targets for Oregon that are coming to campus just this weekend are absolutely off the charts. We're going to get a little bit more into that later, but the fact that these two sound like they're open to playing uh, at the same school at the next level is, is maybe something to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, that this is a guy, Joseph, uh, Jonah, Ajonye, that the ducks are really trying to solidify their standing with plenty of high profile guys out of the state of Texas that they're going after. So just a quick note on, on uh, Jonah, Ajonye right there, uh, Oklahoma leads the crystal ball right now. Uh, but you never know, you know, we know how much one weekend can change things when it comes to recruiting. So, Starting things off talking about Justin Williams, who is easily one of the biggest names uh, that the Ducks are getting to visit from this weekend. Uh, a couple other names of uh, linebackers that are going to be in attendance. I think another name that you've got to know if you're an Oregon fan by now, certainly if you follow me, is Kamar Matuti, uh, the Campbell Hall linebacker out of Studio City, California, kind of out in my neck of the woods in Southern California. He's going to be making a return trip up to Eugene. And, uh, you know, he is someone that has had really, really good things to say uh, about Oregon since the Ducks offered in January. A couple other bigger schools hopped in the mix with offers after Kamar Matuti got offered by Oregon. Uh, most notably, I think UCLA and Nebraska. Washington is another school that's involved there. I know Washington and Nebraska have gotten trips from Matuti recently. Uh, but, you know, the last time I talked to him, he was saying that he, he probably has Oregon in his top three right now. I've logged a prediction for Kamar Matuti to Oregon. No commitment date just yet for him. I think the last I heard when I talked to him at the UA Next Camp in Mission Viejo out here in Southern California, he was telling me that it was looking like probably a summer decision, uh, and he was looking to set up his official visit to Oregon. Um, and you know how how you know timing plays a role when it comes to uh, you know commitments and and visits. But this is a guy that I think Oregon has been in a really good spot with for a long time. And getting him back on campus for another visit this spring is really notable. And getting him on campus with all of this huge talent around him, um, I think is going to be big. You know, a number of big commits are going to be in town for the Ducks here in the 2024 class. We're talking about wide receiver Jordan Anderson, new safety commit Aaron Flowers, new offensive line commit Trent Ferguson, edge rusher Jackson Jones. You know, they're bringing a lot of their top guys uh, out to campus this weekend for visits, because as we know, a lot of times recruits are the best recruiters for a program and Oregon knows that. So that's a big part of the strategy that goes into developing a huge weekend like this is you want to get a lot of your top pledges and commits on campus. We see the, we see programs do it, you know, before the early signing period. And I think that the spring game weekend is definitely something similar to that for Oregon. So 
Keep an eye out on Kamar Matuti. He is definitely a top, top Oregon target, and I love where the Ducks stand in that one. So I uh, had to make sure to throw a, na- a mention out for him since he's a big visitor. One guy that I'm working on confirming right now, but I haven't been able to confirm just yet, is Long Beach poly linebacker Dylan Williams in the 2024 class. He, too, along with Kamar Matuti, is a massive target for Oregon here in the 2024 class. Uh, the Ducks went into Long Beach Poly in 2023 to sign Dalen Austin, flipping him from LSU, a longtime commitment to the Tigers. Um, and Dylan Williams and Kamar Matuti are seven-on-seven teammates playing for Premium Sports LA, um, and then they're good friends. So those are kind of that's kind of a pairing that I know Oregon would really like. So Justin Williams, Kamar Matuti, and Dylan Williams would be a phenomenal haul at linebacker for uh, Dan Landing in Oregon here in the 2024 class. So Dylan Williams told me that it was looking like he might make it out to Oregon this coming weekend. But if not this weekend, then he was going to try to make it out to Eugene the next weekend after the spring game. So that's definitely something worth noting there. And uh, we have to talk about quarterback recruiting here in the 2024 class, heading into a big weekend for Oregon, throwing on some Michael Van Buren highlights here. If you're watching along on YouTube, uh, the Ducks are bringing in a pair of their top quarterback targets here in the 2024 recruiting class in Michael Van Buren from Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy, and Luke Moga from Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope. And this has really been a dominating recruiting line for Oregon this past week, not only because both of these guys were just on campus in April, Moga last weekend choosing to come back, and and, uh, Van Buren just a couple weeks ago, but they're picking up some serious momentum for both of these guys. Uh, in recent weeks, you know, receiving uh, crystal ball predictions, receiving, you know, on three predictions as well. So they have some seriously tangible momentum going into this weekend to maybe even land a commitment from from one of these guys. Uh, I know that uh, Luke Moga was supposed to announce his commitment tomorrow, April 28th. Um, but, you know, after some recent developments, uh, it sounded like he's going to be pushing that decision back. Uh, but certainly a good sign for Oregon and their standing for him to be coming back on campus the the very next weekend for the spring game. And then with uh, Michael Van Buren, Oregon's in the top three there, along with Penn State and Maryland. And he has a commitment date right now set for July 8th. But hey, with Oregon picking up some momentum here, you got to ask yourself, is that commitment date flexible for Michael Van Buren, who has emerged as a top quarterback target for Oregon here in the 2024 class? Also got to think about numbers, right? Bo Nix enters his last season with Oregon. What does the quarterback room look like after him? You got Ty Thompson, Ty Thompson and Austin Novosad as your two scholarship guys. Also have Matt Rush on the roster as well. Uh, it really seems like Oregon wants to go with two quarterbacks here in the 2024 class. Maybe you take one of these prep guys, and I really think you need to add a portal guy, but maybe you take two prep guys, Moga and Van Buren possibly, and a portal guy as well. You've got to give yourself options, and I think you want to give yourself some reliability and some proven production by bringing in another portal guy. But we'll see what happens with that development in that room and where these two guys ultimately stand in their commitments and their recruiting processes. So I think that this is a big weekend for Oregon because like I've kind of written uh, on Ducks Digest, you know, it's a chance for Moga and Van Buren to meet each other if they if they haven't met each other already. And that's a chance for this Oregon staff to kind of pick their brains and say, hey, how do you feel about being a part of a two-person quarterback class because just because Oregon wants to do that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the recruits are going to be down for it or on board with it. So 
Uh, Oregon hasn't signed two quarterbacks in the same class since Jay Butterfield and Robbie Ashford in the 2020 class. Both of those guys are no longer with Oregon. Jay Butterfield announcing his commitment to San Jose State after hitting the portal this offseason. And then as we know, uh, Robbie Ashford had previously transferred back to Auburn. So just kind of some final notes here on the quarterback recruiting. You know, I have a whole episode with Colin King uh, over on, uh, you know, the, the YouTube channel talking about Oregon quarterback recruiting heating up. So go check that out if you haven't. But I'd probably say if you have to choose one of these guys, I would probably go with Van Buren just because he's the more polished quarterback. Uh, but the upside with Moga is, is certainly notable. And he is a heck of an athlete running a 10-7 in the 100 meters. Uh, but both of these guys are super, super interesting. Um, you know, guys to look at and Oregon has been involved much longer with Michael Van Buren. So that's something to note here. If you're looking, uh, if you're looking at just kind of maybe who they have a better shot with right now, last note to add, uh, Chad Simmons of on three reported that Luke Moga had locked in a June official visit with the ducks. So take that for what do with that, what you will, but, uh, definitely a big weekend for Oregon football quarterback recruiting coming up at the spring game. Got a couple people here in the chat. P Town Made, what's going on? Yo yo. Um, now we got uh, now we got another one. Uh, didn't know Van Buren could run like that. Yeah, I mean both of these guys are are super talented, uh, dual threat quarterbacks, and I think that's part of what makes them just so appealing for for Will Stein and the Ducks. Uh, I think that you're just looking at the upside, and um, you know, if you can get one of these guys, I think you're putting yourself in a good spot. No doubt about it. All right, let's talk about some of the defensive linemen and some of the edge rushers that are visiting Oregon this weekend. And we're starting off with Colin Simmons out of Duncanville. Um, you know, Colin Simmons, why start with him? Well, because why not start with uh, the 247 Sports Composite number one edge rusher? Um, I think that uh, this is a huge name that Oregon's been involved with for a bit. You know, he's a five-star guy, number three in the nation uh, overall. Uh, according to the 247 Sports Composite, number one edge and number one guy in Texas. Oregon hasn't been super successful uh, at Duncanville, which, as we know, is a very renowned historic program um, that plays a national schedule every year. They did land a commitment from Cam Williams in the 2022 recruiting class. Big offensive tackle, uh, but he ended up staying in state to play for Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns after Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal left Oregon to go to Miami, but you can see how athletically gifted he is that the move, the burst off the line of scrimmage is, is unbelievable. But the thing here, he's not even the only five-star edge that they're bringing to, to campus, you know, for this game, Elijah rushing Oregon's top edge rush. That's a tongue twister. Elijah rushing Oregon's top edge rusher uh, target in the 2024 class out of uh, Tucson South point Catholic. He was on campus earlier this week. Uh, I want to say, you know, it was Sunday, Monday, or maybe Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. He was originally going to be visiting for the spring game, but then I had a source tell me that uh, there was a, you know, a scheduling conflict due to prom. So kind of understand that, right? High school only comes around once, but I mean, I think it was almost a good thing that he wasn't, that he isn't visiting for the spring game. And I'm going to tell you why, because he's not visiting for the spring game, Oregon was able to kind of tailor make, tailor their visit to him. Um, you know, him and his brother visited, um, and they were able to, to really kind of roll out the red carpet and just pay close personal attention to him. Um, and I think that that's great because you have all these other big time guys coming in and you don't want him kind of getting lost in the mix. So I think that that's, that's, you know, almost better from a visit perspective that he was able to come earlier. So, like I said, Colin Simmons, big time edge rusher, 
he is going to be on campus this weekend. And he's not the only name at edge rusher by any means. You have uh, Dylan Stewart, who comes over from uh, Washington, D.C. You know, he's a huge name, number 10 nationally, number two edge, according to the 247 Sports Composite. Jordan Ross, who just put Oregon in, I want to say, his top eight out of Birmingham, Alabama. He's the number five edge rusher in the country, just outside that five-star status. Uh, And then you also have defensive lineman David Stone Jr. out of Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy, number eight nationally on the 247 Sports Composite. I just think that this group of visitors, I was talking to Spencer McLaughlin on his episode of Locked on Ducks previewing this weekend and the recruiting weekend that that Dan Lanning and the Ducks are putting together. Just just the, the sheer quality and quantity of elite defensive linemen is really something that we haven't seen at Oregon in one weekend. And we know that Oregon's defensive line has been really good, but they're trying to take that from good to great to elite. The whole season throughout uh, spring ball, that is, the the kind of constant theme has been going from good to great. Um, And and we're seeing that with some of these young guys even standing out. You know, Casey Rogers was quick to highlight Michael Gardner in a spring ball, an early early freshman defensive lineman out of Arizona, saying, you know, he was one of the most advanced true freshmen that he's seen when it comes to grasping the scheme and grasping concepts. Um, So Dan Lanning knows that the defensive line play has not been up to par for Oregon these past couple of years. And you have some good players there, right? Brandon Dorless, Popo Amavai, but you just need the, de- the defensive line to be full of dudes. And then you need a whole nother, you know, unit of guys that are dudes behind him. So I don't think that Oregon is necessarily leading or maybe they don't even have a realistic shot with some of these elite, elite defensive linemen that they're already bringing in for the, the spring game. But like I said, you know, you get them on visit, you get them on campus for a visit. They go through a spring practice. They see what they do at the spring game. And maybe that makes them take a second look at Oregon. Um, because, you know, getting a Jordan Ross out of Alabama is not going to be easy. Getting Colin Simmons, uh, you know, away from LSU or away from one of those Texas schools, it's not going to be easy. But you have to at least try. And you're getting all these guys to come out on unofficial visits. They're using their own money to come see what Oregon has to do, has, you know, to, to show which shows you that there's, you know, a lot of tangible interest and momentum around this program right now, around the program, excuse me. Um, so right now, you know, Oregon has, a, you know, a really solid uh, recruiting class. Uh, in 2024, you have nine verbal commitments after um, after Jackson Ford hopped on board on, on Wednesday. You have a, the number 10 class in the 247 Sports Composite Rankings and uh, the top class in the in the Pac-12 Um so you're in a good spot and, you know, the spring game is the marquee recruiting event for Oregon. So if you have a good spring game, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if, if the Ducks are able to get a couple commits this weekend. I already talked about a couple guys that I, I feel like they're in a good spot with. And then maybe going into next week, you're able to, to use that momentum that you generated this weekend to just keep it going. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, what else do we have here? Um, another guy that I think is, is worth a mention that's going to be visiting this weekend is Miles Lockhart. He's a defensive back in the 2024 class out of Basha High School in Chandler, Arizona, former teammates with Cole Martin, who's an early enrollee freshman at Oregon. Miles Lockhart, uh, you know, he's been very high on Oregon throughout his recruiting process. But the last time I talked to him, you know, within the last month here, He's been pretty adamant that uh, Ohio State leads and even got Wisconsin, another Big Ten school that's that's entering the mix here. And I think they're going to get an official visit. So Oregon's got some ground to make up with Miles Lockhart uh, on Ohio State. Um, But Demetrius Martin has proven to be one of the best uh, cornerback recruiters, one of the best quarter, one of the best recruiters in general on this Oregon staff. So you got guys coming in like Miles Lockhart. You got Jason Mitchell coming in from from reigning national champion St. John Bosco. He transferred in from Sarah. Uh, you know, formerly teammates with Roger Pleasant, a 2023 Oregon cornerback signee. I'm hearing that Roger Pleasant might make it out for a visit this weekend. So always great to have more commits and signees. Uh, Ashton Porter, a 2023 defensive line signee for Oregon, is going to be in town. So really great to have those guys who are signed even. Uh, to to be more vocal recruiters, so I think that it's it's really just uh, really looking good for Oregon here. Got a question? You going to make it out to any Duck games this year? Man, I'm hoping so. I'm really hoping so. You know, I, I obviously uh, moved to Southern California, so it's harder to get up to Duck games now. But uh, right now, I, I'm I'm uh, looking like I want to try to get to that Colorado game to to see the 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 Ducks against Coach Prime and, and you know the Buffs who, you know, are having a massive transfer portal exodus right now. Um, that's a whole nother story. So I'm looking at maybe the Colorado game or maybe that USC game, you know, see that last Oregon SC game while they're still both in, uh, in the Pac-12. Question here, how many total five-star recruits are going to be at the spring game this weekend? Last I saw was 10, but I think more are coming. Yeah, wow, that's a, that's a good question. I'm trying to think just off my head. Um, you know, you have Justin Williams, who's going to be there. Um, you have Colin Simmons, 
You have uh, Dylan Stewart as a, another guy. Um, you have uh, KJ Bolden, Brandon Baker. You know, that's five or six right there, I want to say. Um, so after, And you also have Jaden Hudson, who's a 2025 five-star safety. He's big time. Um, so those are just kind of some of the ones off the top of my head. But, yeah, just to your point, it's, it's a really, really big – uh, recruiting weekend and just having this many five stars on campus is is pretty pretty ridiculous and uh, Oregon's looking to capitalize in a big way. Robin with a comment. Robin saying, "I just like the fact that it feels like this staff is in the running for just about anyone they want, and that is the first time I have seen Oregon like that and to have that feel about the program." Yeah, I think. I mean, here's the interesting thing. I think Oregon was always they've always been a good you know recruiting team i'm not saying that they always have recruited well but the potential has always been there right i think that they've you didn't really see them fall off on recruiting and you know you gotta look back to the helfrich years to see when oregon recruiting wasn't really you know at a at a peak right you know helfrich just didn't really prioritize it but then willie taggart comes in i know people have a lot of uh, mixed feelings about willie taggart but i think he's the coach that you can really credit with flipping oregon recruiting into high gear because he brought Mario Cristobal with him to Oregon when he assembled that preliminary staff, right? After he came over from USF, Mario Cristobal comes over from Alabama, and then Cristobal takes the job. Uh, I know a lot of people have their own opinions on how his tenure went at Oregon, but Oregon was a recruiting heavyweight under both of those guys. They were even number one at one point uh, with Willie Taggart on staff leading the way. So I feel like they've kind of been able to be in the running because you see all the graphics come out, you know, with these guys in their top schools from all over the country. And most of the time you'll see, you know, these SEC big 10 programs and, and Oregon's more often than not the only school out West, but we're seeing that change a little bit with Lincoln Riley at USC. He's keeping the Trojans in the mix with some of these big, big time recruits. So I think that's the thing, you know, Dan Lanning is, is picking up right where crystal ball left off. And then now just trying to supplant himself from the 2023 class and take it up another notch. Cause we know that if Oregon wants to get where they want to be, you got to be in that top five range for sure. And you have to continue stacking elite classes year after year after year. So I think Oregon has been able to kind of be in the running, like you're saying here, Robin, for just about anybody they want, but how do they close that gap? How do they, how do they edge out? How do they edge out, you know, the Alabamas and, and the Clemsons and the Ohio States and I feel like that varies on positions because you're more often than not, you're not going to be able to beat out, you know, Brian Hartline and Ohio State for a wide receiver because they're just pumping guys out nonstop. Jackson Smith and Jigba going first round to the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Perfect example. Um, but I think, you know, with a defensive coach like Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy, you know, you're going to be able to, to win some pretty big battles like for a Mateo Uyunglele from St. John Bosco. Everyone thought he was going to USC or Ohio State, but they were able to bring that one out. So I think that they're going to be able to be in contention for a lot of these elite guys, but they need to be able to, to push themselves over that hump. And, um, you know, you've got to keep putting guys in the league, uh, which is why it was so great that Christian Gonzalez went tonight, even though he fell quite a bit farther than, uh, you know, people thought. Comment here says, Oregon finally hired coaches who could utilize their brand. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we, we've seen coaches in the past do this at Oregon. I think Mario Cristobal even said, trying to think of a quote, I might be paraphrasing a little bit here, you know, you go into any living room in the country and people know people know that, oh, 
um, and they they know you know the power that it has and the brand that it comes with and the tradition that it comes with and how many guys have we heard in spring football for Oregon talking about how Oregon was their dream school coming out of high school? We've heard so many. So um, I think that you know Oregon's brand is only getting stronger, and of course they're going to utilize that on the on the recruiting trail because they've continued to do that. Question here, do you think there's talks behind closed doors with Lanning and recruits about Oregon potentially joining the Big Ten in the next couple of years? Um, I don't know. I mean, this is an interesting you know, discussion because I feel like it's a question I want to ask recruits more now that I think about it. Just kind of how does how does conference realignment and how does conference factor in your into your decision? Um, because you know, people want to, recruits want to be, they want to get the eyeballs on them. They want to be on the big stage playing these big games, which Oregon's still going to be able to do, but that's why the Pac-12 media deal is, is such a big talking point right now uh, in the, in the Pac-12, you know, football landscape. So I think it's a big, it's a big part. And, um, you know, there's probably some talks behind closed doors. You know, it's something that you're, that Lightning's thinking about and that Oregon's well aware of, but I don't have a whole lot to say on it right now. You know, I'm, I'm really tired of the realignment talk. I just want something to happen. And, and, you know, there's all these reports and, you know, rumors that, that come out, but nothing tangible has happened. So just wake me up when something actually happens. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you for the question. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to just think of any, any other, you know, big kind of final talking points here for Oregon and, and this uh, big recruiting weekend. Um, because it's it's an, a golden opportunity for the Ducks to capitalize on putting themselves in a really good spot with a lot of elite prospects. You know, Nate Frazier is another guy that I think Oregon's in an awesome spot for. Um, you know, I'm, I don't think he's visiting this weekend, but he's a big time running back. You know, one of the top running backs in the country out of Santa Ana Modern Day. Um, I talked about speaking about Modern Day. We talked about Brandon Baker. You know, he is a huge target for the Ducks this weekend. And here's an important note. He's one of the only high-profile offensive linemen coming in. You got A.J. Burton out of Colorado. I want to say he's a three-star guy. He went to the same high school as um, uh, Blake Purchase, a 2023 Oregon edge rusher signee out of Colorado. So A.J. Burton coming in, you know, there's a, definitely a pedigree that comes with that Cherry Creek program. I think my, uh, Blake Purchase, excuse me, won four state titles there. But the point is, Brandon Baker coming this weekend and being one of the only high-profile offensive linemen on campus, I think that's happening for a reason. It's his first chance to meet Alik Terry, the new offensive line coach at Oregon, Mike Cavanaugh, and the rest of those guys. Um, I think that that's what Oregon's doing intentionally because they want to be able to focus on him. You know, he's an Oregon legacy. His brother Gary played defensive line at Oregon um, from 2015 to 2019, I want to say. And I think the Ducks were in an awesome spot for Brandon Baker when Adrian Clem was still on the staff and when Vianney Till of my vow was still on the staff, but both of those guys have moved on, right? We all know that Adrian Clem's with the Patriots now back with the team that drafted him coming out of Hawaii. And, um, Vianney Till of my vow is going to be coaching at Stanford now. So when I talked to Brandon Baker about kind of what that meant for him, it was kind of a resetting of relationships for a little bit, you know, to a degree, uh, at Oregon. So, I think that the Ducks are still in a good spot there, but that's a guy that's been on the road. He's been to Nebraska. They're picking up a bunch of momentum, been to Georgia, been to Tennessee, been to Florida state. So this is a huge weekend for Oregon and their uh, recruitment of Brandon Baker. Um, he's just an elite, elite player, you know, number one offensive tackle in the country. Uh, and there's some other guys too, uh, you know, Asendre Papa Fua 
out of uh, Seattle O'Day. You know, he's a big time guy. Eddie Pierre Lewis out of the state of Florida, uh, who's like 6'4", 315, and is a sprinter uh, in track season. If you haven't seen that guy run, you need to. He was on campus recently. Um, so I think that Oregon's still kind of shuffling some of their pieces at offensive line, uh, but getting things started with Trent Ferguson's uh, a good thing for Alik Terry. Uh, you got uh, um, Isaiah Garcia out of Corner Canyon in Utah. He was just on campus for an, for a visit, excuse me, um, and he's locked in an official visit with Oregon. He's a big-time guy out of the state of Utah. It looks like an Oregon SC battle for him. Um, i trying to think of other – other offensive line guys, Devin Brooks out of Clackamas. He's a big-time target for Oregon. He has an official visit locked in with the Ducks. I think it's Oregon, USC, and Washington for him. So not too much has happened in terms of offensive line recruiting, but I think that uh, the Ducks are, are definitely in a good spot to, to capitalize there and uh, you know get some, get some more momentum at, at that position. Um, let me see if there's anybody else I want to talk about, uh, in this class that's going to be visiting this weekend. Uh, cause you know, if things fall off, you know, sometimes guys make last, last second changes to, to their visit plans. Um, TJ Lindsay defensive lineman out of Oregon is, uh, is definitely, um, is definitely a big, a big time guy to watch. I know Tony Tuioti flew across the country to see a basketball game of his. So TJ Lindsay's going to be making his visit out to Oregon. I want to say it's his first trip. He started blowing up on the national combine uh, on the national scale. I should say at the, uh, uh, the national combine is what the event was called in San Antonio. Um, so I think he's a, a big time guy without a doubt. Um, so he's going to be making a trip out. He's really, really athletic. And uh, I think he could emerge as a top target for Oregon, but he's been out to Arkansas, been out to some of the Texas schools, some SEC schools. So that's going to be a hard pull, but getting him on the campus this weekend is big. I know the Oregon class, the Oregon staff thinks that that's a special player. J.R. Figueroa just got here, but chat, did he talk about transfer portal news already? Uh, no, we didn't talk about that, J.R., but uh, we can go ahead and hit on that a little bit here as we kind of wind down a little bit. Um, so... Transfer portal news. I mean, it has been a very, very busy uh, past 24 hours for Oregon, right? You know, five guys entering the transfer portal. You got a couple of corners, Darren Barkins, Avante Dickerson from the 2021 recruiting class. Uh, and then you also had um, Sir Mel's defensive lineman in the 2022 uh, class hit the portal today. Uh, Harrison Tagger, 2022 linebacker. And then Anthony Jones, a 2022 outside linebacker. Uh, so Oregon's now under the transfer portal or under the scholarship limit, you know, under that 85. And I think that that's, you know, where you wanted to be. I think, you know, it's, it's hard to see some of these guys go because some of them just got to Oregon, you know, those three 2022 guys that I mentioned, but uh, you know, it's the, it's the reality of college football. You know, you're seeing a tremendous amount of roster churn all over the place. Um, but you're also seeing it at Oregon, right? You know, I was doing the math the other day and I was writing some of these transfer portal stories, you know, between guys that have left the program and guys that are coming in from the portal and from the high school ranks, I want to say it's almost a combined 60 players. So, you know, th this is, uh, you know, something that Lanny and the staff probably felt that they had to do, right? And we knew that they were over the scholarship limit. So this, the focus this off season and throughout the spring was kind of finding those guys that were going to, uh, you know, hit the portal. Um, 
And I think that the Harrison Taggart move was really surprising. Keith Brown move was really surprising, even more so. And I kind of feel like you don't have that happen without maybe having a guy or two that you think is going to come in through the portal already. Because even if they're playing only two linebackers at a time in that 4-2-5 defense, I, I think you're taking a risk by heading into the season with Bossa, Jacobs, um, Justin Jacobs, and Connor Soley, and uh, Jamal Hill. You know, Jamal Hill is, is, and Devin Jackson, Jamal Hill is kind of an unknown right now coming down from safety. We've heard good things from uh, some of his teammates throughout spring ball, but we don't know what he's going to look like ultimately at the end of the day at linebacker. So the transfer portal movement is, is super interesting. Um, I think it was pretty expected, but not necessarily all of these guys in particular. And, you know, like I said, you know, even though it's tough for some fans to see these guys go and it's even tough for me to see these guys go sometimes, right? Because I talked to them coming out of high school and, you know, before they became Ducks or when they were duck, becoming Ducks. Um, so there's definitely a little bit of personal attachment there. But um, none of the guys that they're losing, aside from Keith Brown, probably are, you know, major contributors or, you know, big contributors from a season ago. Dante Thornton's probably the biggest guy on offense that I would say. Maybe Dawson Jeremillo, who's now at North Carolina State. Um, but, uh, yeah, the transfer portal movement, it's a reality in college football. And uh, it's something that's going to continue happening. Um, right now, I think the, the attention for Oregon uh, turns to Gary Bryant Jr., the former USC wide receiver who's going to be announcing his commitment next month uh, between you know Oregon and, and A&M and Miami as well. Um, I, I think that it's a, you know a, it's a it's a it's a perfect opportunity for the Ducks to continue adding to a pretty stacked wide receiver room. Right, you got Jurion Dickey who's not even there yet, but Treshawn Holden, Tez Johnson coming over from the portal. Uh, there are obviously some some big names that the Ducks added, and you also have Troy Franklin and Kyler Casper. Uh, from uh, you know recent classes, and um, you know Ashton Cozart comes in as well. Chris Hudson. So there's a lot of talent there at that wide receiver spot. I'd be curious to see if uh, if Gary Bryant comes to Oregon, where does he ultimately fall in that group? Got a super chat here from Mark. What's going on, Mark? Thank you so much for the the super chat. Mark says. Uh, Good to see you hard at work. Oregon is has made four year, marked four years in a row with a first rounder. Not as many draftees, but still good to see. Yeah, you know this was a this was big for Oregon to continue that streak of first rounders. Um, I think that you know there's not too many other guys in the draft that you know are for sure for sure guys. I think Noah Sewell and DJ Johnson are, are looking like your guys that are most likely to to end up being taken in the NFL draft this year. Um, Noah Sewell is a guy who had all the tools coming out of high school and you know was a jumbo athlete, kind of a freak athlete is what he was described as. Uh, but he he had good years at Oregon, but he definitely regressed from 2022 to 2023. And I feel like that's going to be something that um, you know NFL front offices kind of ding him for. Um, but he is obviously a really gifted player. I kind of wondered if uh, I wonder actually if uh, maybe NFL teams are going to want him to put his hand in the dirt and convert to an edge rusher because we saw that pass coverage was was never really a strength of his and I don't know if it got to the level that it needed to while he was at Oregon. So Noah Sewell is definitely an interesting guy to watch in the draft and then DJ Johnson, uh, obviously no Kayvon Thibodeau, but you you've seen him and and kind of spurts throughout the the years at Oregon and. And I think he had a pretty solid 2022 season, being able to fully focus on defense, you know, full time. Uh, that's really big. And I think that that's part of the reason that you saw his game grow the way that it did. 
I got maybe one more mailbag question or comment and then might have to, to start winding it down. It's hard to, it's hard to pull myself away sometimes, especially doing these streams at night. I don't usually do them at night. Um, so I get to interact with you guys. Uh, JR Figueroa says coaches are starting to look for their pieces now, which I think loses the beauty of college football and seeing this personal level of sport, watching these kids grow up and become successful men. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the college football landscape has changed dramatically with the, the transfer portal, right? I'm assuming that's kind of what, what you're talking about here because a lot of these moves are made where a guy hits the portal and already knows where he's going to end up. Um, you know, maybe from Oregon or another school or someone else leaves and then Oregon already, you know, knows that they're kind of coming in. <clears throat> so I think that the transfer portal has really impacted high school recruiting as well. Uh, junior college recruiting as well. You're just kind of seeing a trickle down effect because coaches know that they can hit the portal and find guys that are plug and play starters. You know, what, look what happened with, with Christian Gonzalez who got drafted tonight. Um, you know, the Ducks lost uh, Mikel Wright from uh, the previous season as kind of their top corner. And then, um, and then, you know, he doesn't get drafted. I think he played for Seattle for a bit, but then they go out and they hire Demetrius Martin um, who's coached at like half the Pac-12 schools. And he's like, oh, hey, I got this guy. You know, he was a beast for me at Colorado. Let me see if he wants to come to Oregon. And then he comes to Oregon, balls out for a year, plug and play guy, lockdown corner. So there's a success story to it in that in that regard. But, you know, there's guys at the high school level who are losing out on their opportunities. Um, and I'm not saying this is specifically for guys that Oregon's going after, but it's a trickle-down effect of the transfer portal. So if there's any other comments on recruiting uh, with this big spring game weekend, definitely let me know. Um, you know, not any other big headlines. I've talked about some of the biggest visitors already uh, for Oregon. I think that um, it's it's surprising that there's so many guys in the transfer portal on the defensive side of the ball, but this is a defensive heavy weekend. You know, you look at all the five-star guys coming in for the most part, aside from Baker. I think Baker's the only five-star offensive recruit coming in. You got KJ Bolden, a safety out of Georgia. I mean, that's probably not someone that Oregon has a really good shot with right now. You're, it's going to be hard to pull him out of Georgia, especially coming off of back-to-back -back national championships, but you bring him out and you give it your best shot. And uh, the defensive line talent that's coming in just to visit is, is remarkable. Um, and, you know, maybe the Ducks can do something to shake things up late. You know, you saw how, how crazy that things got with Nicholas Harbor who was one of the top edge guys, top overall athletes in the 23 class, you know, that came down to the 11th hour ducks were battling South Carolina. So even if they don't necessarily get a bunch of commitments this weekend, or they don't, you know, close the deal with some of these top guys, I think that there's definitely an opportunity to make some really tangible progress with these guys. And then maybe by the time the summer comes around, maybe by the time, um, you know, spring kind of starts to wind down, maybe they're in a good spot to, to get a commitment, but, We've seen Oregon, you know, in recent years do do most of their heavy lifting in the spring and summer months. And man, this weekend is a perfect opportunity to do some of that heavy lifting without a doubt. So Dan Lanning and the Ducks are heading into the biggest recruiting weekend probably since Dan Lanning was hired uh, in December 2021 uh, following Mario Cristobal's departure to Miami. Number 10 range class going into the weekend. They don't even have 10 commits yet. So I think that says a lot to the quality per commit that the Ducks are getting here in 2024. And um, man, they've laid a really solid foundation. So it's an opportunity to capitalize this weekend, get out to Autzen, pack the stands, 
and um, you know, just soak up that spring game for me because I'm, I'm going to be hitting the road tomorrow. Uh, you know, taking a flight out to Texas for a family wedding. You know, family comes first, so uh, excited to uh, celebrate my cousin Olivia's wedding. I don't know if she'll listen to this or see this, but shout out to Olivia and Trevor if you guys are listening to this. So uh, I think that'll be the last pod for a little bit. Come back on Sunday and maybe we'll have some news to talk about. But before I get out of here, guys, do me a favor. Smash the like button and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Appreciate all the support. Uh, you know, it means a heck of a lot and it uh, helps me with my quest to cover Oregon football and recruiting. Uh, my goal to cover Oregon football recruiting at a high level. But um, make sure to log in with me on Twitter and Instagram at MTaurus Sports and stay locked into Ducks Digest for the latest in Oregon football and recruiting. And we will see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.